Welcome to the Rediscovering Your Creative Self podcast, where you get a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation for your creative practice. Food for thought. We've all heard of that long-term saying, but what does it really mean? And how can we apply it to our art practice? Many of you um, have heard me use the words garbage in, garbage out. In other words, what are you feeding your brain? If you want wonderful, exciting, um, you know, exploratory, inventive things to come out, you got to pretty much feed your brain with some interesting things coming in. So ask yourself, am I starving my brain? Am I eating brain junk food? We all have times that we're eating brain junk food. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about today was getting a better diet for your brain. Okay, so we all know how important it is for us to eat good foods. Well, it's also important for us to feed our brain with good things, with good information, with um interesting stuff for it to filter through its process and come out the other side in an interesting way. So one of the things that um, I do as a challenge with my um, freshman students who are starting out school, I've asked them, uh, it's a professional practices class. They, they have a lot of different assignments, but one of their assignments is how do you use your day? It's kind of like helps them to get organized, but also helps them to have a better workflow schedule. But on top of what they're doing during the day, I also ask them, what are you feeding your brain for that day? So it's a workflow brain diet kind of exercise that happens for a week because this particular class meets once a week. And for one week, they have to write down what they've done in half hour increments. So after a half hour, so if it's 9 a.m., so 9 to 9.30, what do they accomplish? What did they do? And one of the things that they found is how much they wasted their time. You know, that night when they actually come in with their, their time logs and, you know, what they did for the week, I see we watched YouTube videos, mindless YouTube videos for three hours. You know, that's three hours they could have done their creative work, you know? So, I mean, yes, we all need a little bit of time off, but what's the balance? What's the balance? And especially if the heart desires to, 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 to get more creative time in your schedule, you may not even realize how much you flip through your phone. One of the things that um, my students found out is the hours that they're on their phone is almost equivalent to a full-time job. I mean, that's scary. From the time they get up to the time they go to bed, they've put in more than eight hours on their phone. That's crazy, right? That's, that's ridiculously crazy. Nonsense stuff. Just posting, checking, commenting, looking, flipping through, watching a video. I mean, just constantly. I actually taught a, um, 
a figure drawing class. And one of the things that used to kill me is the model would be modeling and then I'd have to stop the students from being on their phone. The model is posing, can't do it forever. They've got to have some drawings at the end of the day and they're on their phone. So it's one of the things that you can try for yourself for a week because I don't even think we're conscious to the, the, the distraction times that we do or to the stuff that is part of our kind of routine that we don't even know is part of our routine. And again, what I have the students do is every half hour from the time they're up to the time they go to bed, just on the half hour, what did you do? What did you accomplish? And what they realize when we add up the hours, how much time were you just on your phone? How much time were you, you know, watching television? What, how much time, how much time were you doing things in your life that we have a limited time on this planet were really not things that were important to the things that are going to make you happy? And I think the kids that struggled the most are the ones that had the most amount of distractions. And I will share with you one particular student, which I really almost had to hold back crying in class. He said, Professor Sear, I did what you, you know, you, you told me to do. And I figured out how much I was spending so much time, you know, interacting online and on my phone. I made a change the following week because that's what I encouraged them to do is to make, implement changes where we could after we had some discussions. And he said it was the happiest I felt in a long time. And that just really hit me hard of how much this garbage in is not just creating garbage out, but it's doing something else into our mental health and other things. So part one is looking at how you schedule your day because our activities and the things that we choose to do affect our diet for our brain. And one of the things that um, I do quite often is I love the library, right? We have a small, very local library and you can you don't even have to go to the library to do this, but I just like going there. I know everybody there is I will have audio tapes and I will they'll do interlibrary loan from all over the country. And I will have audio tapes that came from the BBC, um, you know, overseas, and they will get these things in and I have them like lined up. So I do I order like four or five at a time. It doesn't cost me anything. And I listen to these things. You can obviously go on to any audio streaming. Um, the library also has it available. I wouldn't even have to go to the library like I told you. And I could just, you know, you get a certain amount of days that you could listen. But I kind of like getting the actual CDs, you know, sometimes because they come with like a little book and like other kinds of things. Uh, bonus content and, and stuff like that. So uh, that's just me. And oftentimes the audio has a book and I, I like to see the book too, you know, because it has more pictures. Um, it's not just about audio. 
And I kind of just listen to it. And it's funny because I don't find it distracting when I'm painting. I just find it's just something that's kind of a, it's there. This stuff is coming in and it's actually affecting what I'm painting, which I always like because there's something about what I'm choosing to do at the time is relating to um, what I'm listening to at the time. So there's a connection. I always try to make a connection there. Um, some things could be completely just audio sounds, you know, like the rainforest and other different kinds of climates and ecosystems. And other ones could be brainwaves, um, sounds that induce creativity, uh, to music and other things can be, uh, usually classic, um, stories or poetry and, uh, anything to do with, instrumental music specifically large scores from the big screen where you're just like lost with that beat and then the thing just takes you through and you're just in another world i love that and i love it when um some of the music is something i've never heard for so it comes from different cultures i think those are inspire me even more because the sounds and the compilations are a little bit different than you might hear um here in the states so those are just things that I do to kind of get my brain going. I also love books and I will um, find some unique books, some books that are old. There's a place in New York called The Strand and I will go there and literally sit on the floor in a section and it could be three hours later. And I've looked through, gone through every book in that section. Of course, I always know there's always another section. Um, and I will come back with all these different books that um, just are no longer in print, have special writings in them from, I know, maybe artists that this person studied with. And now you have this book that just nobody can get anymore. Um, not useful to like a large population, but a gem for you. You know, so I think it's always uh, interesting to find new ways to stimulate your brain in interesting ways. Taking a just, you know, going into uh, different communities, you know, um, if you're in New York, going to Chinatown, Little Italy, Soho, all of these different cultures have different stores and, and, and uniquenesses to the way they set up the streets and all of that just becomes part of it, it absorbs in your brain trying different foods you know um saying like one night we're just going to cook something really different as a family together and maybe it's culturally inspired and you learn a little bit about these spices that you're adding to the mix. All of that stuff, it ends up finding its way into your work, believe it or not. And other things that, you know, you can do too besides, um, you know, uh, you know, anything tactile. You know, going out and nature has some just fantastic stuff and textures that, just blow my mind in combinations of textures and color palettes. And one of the things that my family and I love to do uh, when it's a little bit warmer is we, we have a lot of botanical gardens. Um, 
Oh, it's it honestly, it's heaven. I I can't I can't describe it any more than it's literally like you feel like you're in heaven. The beautiful ways which these landscape artists have put together these colors and patterns and floral arrangements in such a natural way is just heaven. And there's some areas because some uh, the some of the botanical gardens we have they also grow their own foods there. So and these oh my goodness the spices and the smells, it's just you are just it's an overwhelming skin tingling kind of experience because it's just so beautiful and of course there's ponds and in the ponds there's you could take pictures there's like fish and there's frogs and just nature at its best and some of the botanical gardens are all um more groomed um in terms of just fantastic beauty and others that we go to are they're a little bit more natural and some are, uh, other ones are uh, done by a, a particular artist and her husband uh, that's now open to the public that's extremely quirky because she has her own art and sculptures throughout and everything's very quirky and these like metal things, you know, contraptions like are like huge bugs and it's just so amazing and you're walking through these forests and trails and it's just really quite stimulating and beautiful. And there's always something, always something that I feel when I go to these places. So other things um, that I love to do is I love to be in the city. I love the noise of the city. I love the energy of the city. I love the fact that when I go sit down and have a coffee at my favorite coffee shop, I'm always sitting next to a playwright or somebody that's a dancer or somebody that's doing something creative and interesting, always tends to sit next to me and we have a conversation. And I love that. I love that. And I love that they put it in a huge cup of coffee and they know how to make coffee in New York. Trust me, they know how to make coffee. I miss that. It's one of the things that I love. I also love the New York Public Library. And, you know, so there are so many things that we can go outside. And, you know, one of the things about going to the library, I should say, versus online, you know, where you can online, you can get a lot of stuff and you get it really quick. Is that the library, you might be in a section and then just being in that section, you see all the other things that are next to that section and you go, oh my goodness, I wouldn't have thought of that. So the library can be really interesting in that way. And the other thing I like about our library is they bring in different speakers and stuff. So those are all good, good things to have as well. Going to listen to, uh, you know, great orchestrated music, you know, we have Tanglewood and all of the uh, Boston Opera and you know, anything that you could do. I mean, even during COVID, I, um, online, they had all of the, 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 the great uh, operas uh, and things were streamed. So that's just like so wonderful because they, um, they're kind of a, an expression of story told, not just in song, but some of them have elaborate, you know, like um, backdrops and things and some have very simplified ones. And it's amazing how your brain can do it. I mean, you know, just watching Hamilton, right? The the rapping and the beating and the, you know, it just the 
syncopation of the energy that's going on and how that music is relating to the energy of what they're saying and how they change the words in which they say to communicate that story of our country here in the United States. So if you're trying to create interesting things, people always say, well, how do you come up with your concepts? I don't just come up with my concepts like Poof, they just came up and I did massive research and it happened. A lot of it's already there because I know what I'm interested in with my work and I know the things I like. I just feed my brain with that. And don't get me wrong. COVID's probably uh, changed uh, me into having more bad habits than I ever used to have. I wasn't a big TV watcher or even, I never even watch the news. Now it's unfortunate I do. Um, but that's a habit. I know I've already told myself I'm going to be doing less and less. And many of you probably already noticed I'm almost off of social media entirely. Most of my posting now is all here. Uh, on my Patreon site in terms, especially in terms of process. And the only things that I share is when other collaborators um, that I might be doing things with, whether it's a workshop or something else, and they ask me to share, I do it. Um, but I'm completely almost off of that. I'm trying to feed my brain uh, with things that I used to feed my brain with on a regular basis. Um, you know, they said that the COVID um, was the COVID-19 was the was the 19 pounds everybody gained. Well, me, it's probably the, uh, the, the, the brain junk food that I fed myself, uh, not being able to do much of anything else. I, that was the, the only form of entertainment for a certain amount of time. So then you get into a bad habit with that, you know, um, just like eating junk food. You, you can't, you open up the chips. You can't just eat one or two, right? You kind of end up focusing a lot, a lot longer than those one or two chips. So um, that happens over time. So one of my big goals is to um, take my own advice um, that I give my students and start to look at how can I better bring in more positive uh, energy into my work process even more and being more, even more selective about what I'm working on and what I choose to do. So those are some of my goals. So what are you, some of your goals um, that you want to do more of? And I know many of you say, I want to I do more with my art. I want to paint more. I want to try more. And we can't, you know, add more time to the day, even more time that we even have energy for the day, because that's just another thing. We can have a certain amount of hours, but, you know, there's only a certain amount of good hours, right? So how do we give ourselves more energy? How do we get ourselves more inspired? How do we have better ideas and think things through better? Um, it's about what we feed our brain and how do we spend our time? So, you know, maybe you can do the exercise that I give my students, you know, for one week. How are you spending um, in writing down every half hour? Um, the reason why I do the half hour is because sometimes if you know what times of the day you're doing certain kinds of things, it's a little bit more helpful. Um, you know, sometimes if you go by one hour, 
is it really the last 15 minutes that you did all that stuff, you know? So going by every half hour allows you to see where your rhythms are, where you're doing certain things, and maybe you could change those, come up with a better schedule, a better rhythmic flow for yourself, maybe even incorporate other things that you haven't had time for. And we talked about having hobbies of maybe trying music or, you know, um, picking up cooking or other other things, you know, that are all those things are good things for your brain. Those are good things for your creative process. All of them are. And of course, there's a lot of bad things um, for your brain. So maybe take a week, every half hour, figuring, just writing down, doesn't have to be long, just like this is what I did with my time. And at the end of the week, don't even analyze it. Don't even look at it. Don't don't even bother with it. Just write it down. Don't even think about it. And then at the end of the week, look out and add up all the different times of stuff that you're doing that is like, well, that's a lot longer than I thought. That's a lot longer than I thought. Um, and then the other thing is start thinking of a list what are the things I really want to bring into my process? Maybe I want to watch and, you know, of course, watching things on TV or watching films aren't a bad thing. There are some amazing old films or, that have amazing coloring and lighting that just by watching it, you get great ideas for how you want to color and light you know, maybe some painting, you know, reference that you're going to use. That's a different thing than, you know what I'm talking about. The series of endless, you know, <laughs> what is happening in this show? You know, why am I watching this um, garbage that we end up watching? Like that was a waste of my life, you know, after we finished, because we never got the ending that we wanted or whatever. Um, but there are amazing things that you start your brain. You know, I've always wanted to learn poetry. You know, a class on poetry or a book on how to do poetry, you know, find the things that you want to add. And all of those things, they're going to add to your work. The way you talk about your work, the way you want it, that editing that happens in poetry will happen in your work. So those are things that how are you going to use your time? How are you going to feed your brain? So have a great week. Thank you so much for being um, a part of this process with me and going on this journey with me. Um, I wish you the best for you and your family and create from the heart. This audio series is part of my Navigating the Labyrinth of the Creative Mind Patreon endeavor. The site uniquely intermixes self-reflection and personal storytelling with exploratory mixed-media techniques and expressive approaches to art making, elevating the creative consciousness and guiding each person on his or her own path to discovering the creative spark that resides within. Check us out at www.patreon.com slash Lisa L. Sear, and that's spelled C-Y-R.